Hey guys, Bobby Bones here. Appreciate you listening to the podcast and subscribing. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you have us in your routine, just so grateful for you. So, you know, on the weekend sometime, I'd like to come on and put a podcast up from the Nashville Podcast Network. And I chose the episode of Amy's podcast where she got to interview basically her hero, Robin Roberts. Amy's been a huge fan of hers for a long time. And I knew it was a big deal for her to get to talk to Robin. And I thought she did great. And she was worried about it. Like, what do I do? What do I say? Uh, if you don't know, Robin Roberts is host of Good Morning America and fought cancer. And Amy talks with Robin about choosing joy, making the most of difficult times. Check this episode out. And if you like it, subscribe to Amy's podcast. It's called Four Things with Amy Brown. So that's it. Wherever you listen to podcasts. But you're listening now, so you obviously know where to listen to a podcast. Unless a friend's playing this for you and you have no idea. Then just send me a DM. I'll, I'll let you know. All right, there you go. Search it and subscribe. Here is an episode that I, I think you'll like. It's Amy and Robin Roberts. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, this is the episode with Robin Roberts. Uh, probably someone, not even probably, no, legit someone I have wanted on the podcast since the first day I started the podcast, uh, which was what? How Chase is on here with me. How long have I been doing this? A year and a half, maybe? Yeah, about, about a year and a half. Ish. So, and she has been goals and it finally happened. And, you know, one of the things you're going to hear Chase and I talk about uh, later in the episode is how Chase kind of made it happen. And I wanted him to come and share that with you guys as encouragement to just go after something. Um, you know, we've talked about that before. Like it never hurts to send someone an email. And Chase has been, you know, had met some of Robin's people and and ABC people and Good Morning America people. But, you know, kind of, I don't know, Chase, then you just straight up ended up emailing Robin. So we're going to dive into that because that is gutsy to me, but it worked. And now, Robin is here on the podcast and she's the first thing. And uh, she's she's just amazing. You'll hear it. She is so wise and I just absolutely adore her even more than I did because I probably had about, what, 15, 20 minutes to talk with her for the podcast, Chase. That's what her her publicist, her PR team, like the people like there, I mean, this is Robin Roberts. There's, there's rules. So I set a timer and I was trying to be so respectful and we ended in the proper time frame. And then after I finished the podcast part, she probably stayed on the zoom call and talked with me and my husband for what, like 20 more minutes. And she was just as amazing. And I couldn't believe it. And she did not have to do that. And there were so many times where I was trying to let her go, but she was so thoughtful and just kind and was talking and asking questions. And we just, ah, Chase, you didn't, you, I, the audio of that was on the zoom call. So you probably got to hear it. Isn't she so amazing? She's so amazing. And I did watch it. And I, and I, you know, yeah, I think that was the coolest part is just seeing you have that interaction um, after you're able to kind of take a deep breath and getting the interview done 
And then, oh, of course, Ben yeah. chiming in. Y'all will hear in the podcast, I'm very nor- nervous. I can't even <laughs> talk right now. But I'm, you, I hear it in my, I couldn't even listen back. Once I, I got the audio all ready to go for the podcast and it was sent back to me and I couldn't even click play. I, I did. <laughs> let me, let me tell the truth here. I clicked play and I listened to myself talk for about mm, 20 seconds and I couldn't listen to any more. <laughs> So I haven't even listened back to it. And I don't know if I ever will because, you know, it was just special and I want to remember it the way I remember it happening. And I feel like if I hear it back, I'll start to pick things apart and maybe kick myself. Like, oh, why'd you say that? Or why'd you mess up? There is a part where I mess up. the, The first part I heard, however many seconds I really listened to, I don't know if it's 20, I don't know if it's 30, 40, but... I'm trying to say that my mom made her mess her message. And I think this is when I cut it off because I couldn't even say that. I said, she made her message. I left out the word mess. Did you catch that? Yeah, but we got it in context of everything. So it okay, made sense. well, I couldn't believe myself. So I quit listening, <laughs> but I hope y'all enjoy it. Robin is just truly an inspiration. And again, she's the first thing. And then Chase and I will be... The second thing, kind of breaking down uh, how the Robin Roberts interview came to be, because uh, it definitely wasn't just an overnight thing. Chase has been working on it for a while. And then uh, we'll. I've got an email from a listener that I want to share that is Robin related for the third thing. Uh, I mean, the emailer wasn't talking about Robin, but the advice I would give to this person is it's so perfect. I feel like Robin's interview basically answers this. So if any of, I just thought it'd be good to share it in case anybody else is in this situation. Uh, and then the fourth thing will be the healthcare hero shout out. What up? So, all right, enough rambling. Let's get started. Here she is, Robin Roberts. First thing. Okay, well, super excited to have you here with us today, Robin. And before we really get into things, I just want to first tell you why I admire you so much. I mean, I have for a really long time, but really felt connected to you after I read your book, Everybody's Got Something, because in 2014, I lost my mom to cancer. And she's someone that when she was at MD Anderson and diagnosed for the third time, she went to the chapel and said, Lord, use this cancer for good. It wasn't Lord heal me. It wasn't anything selfish. It was the most selfless prayer that I've heard. And uh, he did use it for good. And her message was joy when she was battling it. And her message after has been joy. And we've been able to use that as a movement called Pimp and Joy for her. But it made me think when I was reading your book, oh my gosh, she made her message which, you know, you talked about from your mom. And so for me, it was really cool to read what you were saying and it helped me keep that positive perspective and then also keep my mom's message of joy alive because then it gave her cancer journey meaning. And it just really helped me like a lot. So just wanted to start off by saying thank you for your wisdom and your encouragement and your optimism because it meant a lot to me and still does. And can I say this to you, though the outcome wasn't what you hoped for and prayed for with your mother. Her journey, every bit is valiant, every bit is powerful, every bit as, as my journey. There's no difference. I sometimes have survivor's guilt a little bit 
in that I'm so internally grateful that for whatever reason, I was able to get through the cancer, not once, but twice. And when I hear stories like your mom, and I, I just want to tell those people who are here carrying on for them, I don't like it when people say so-and-so lost their battle to cancer. No, they didn't. As my dear friend Stuart Scott said, your mother beat cancer in the manner in which she lived and how you are carrying on her, her legacy. So I just want to thank you for doing this and for making your mother's mess, not only her message, but your message as well. Bless you for that. Oh, well, and thank you for that shift in how I say it, because words are so important. Yes. Words matter. And I feel like I'm one of those people that has often said, just without really thinking about it, she lost her battle. So again, look at you shift in my perspective to positivity, of course, which, you know, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about, because you do such a wonderful job every morning on Good Morning America, bringing positivity into people's homes. But then also on your Instagram, you've got what, like Motivation Monday and Wednesday Wisdom and Thankful Thursday, like something for basically every day of the week. And when the world is so crazy right now, I mean, we have different ups and downs in life, but it's especially heavy right now. What is your advice to people and and my listeners that may need your type of positivity and encouragement and uh, the reminder to choose joy during all of this? And to choose joy. Um, And I have a placard that I'm going to show you. Uh, Sweet Amber will will get it for me. My mother mother had, much like your mom, she stays with me. My mother's not physically here with me. But she had choose uh, happy sorrow. That um, it was after my father passed and we were all just, just could not even function. And she said, we're going to be sorrowful, but let's, let's think of those happy times that we have him and, and choose the happy sorrow. So I, I think a lot about that. I'm not sure. It's somewhere around here. I know it's probably downstairs. We probably used it for the morning show at some point, happy sorrow. But what I do is much like, first of all, I'm just trying to keep up with you and Bobby with your positivity and what you're doing in the morning. So I'm just, I'm just, we're just trying to keep up with you at, at GMA. But it's, it's to be real with it, Amy. I, I often, I, I, I'm tickled sometimes when somebody will reach me on, on social media and said, you look sad today. And I was like, I was talking about death and famine today. I'm not going <laughs> to smile falsely. But so when I do smile, when I do share, um, it comes from the heart. And it is, my, my mother taught me that we learn so much more through the trials and tribulations as opposed to the joy. I walked a mile with pleasure. She chattered all the way, but I was none the wiser for all she had to say. I walked a mile with sorrow and ne'er a word said she, but all oh, the things I learned from her when sorrow walked with me. And that's why I try and impart during this time with people. We don't want to be, I don't want to be sheltered at home, but I know it's the right thing for me to do given my Uh, underlying conditions and such and what's going on in New York City. But you can find light and darkness. You got to look for it a little bit harder. But because, Amy, I have been in the habit all the time since I was young, optimism is like a muscle that gets stronger with use. You know, I know you're you're a health addict. You know, if you want to work on something, you, you know, you work on your muscle, we build it. It's the same thing with optimism. Because I have gotten in the habit of doing that, that when these tough times come along, um, it's not easy, it's easier. It just makes it a little bit easier to get through it. 
Right. And I love uh, your honesty with people too, that it doesn't mean just because you're choosing joy. And that's something I had to remind people about being my mom's caregiver. I think some people of our listeners saw the message of like, oh, wow, y'all are pimping joy, choosing joy, all about joy. You got joy tattooed on your wrist, like just joy. And I said, well, okay, I don't want to be misleading. Our overall theme is joy, but this has been, there have been some very, very, very hard days. And I'm currently, my sister and I are now a caregiver for my dad. And there's, there's highs and lows, but again, with him, we're trying to keep the joy, but, but it's like, you also have to be real that it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be sad or have bad days or just give yourself that permission. Actually, you need to feel it. And and it's good to share that as well. You have to share that time because if not, you give the false impression to people that you're always like this. And that's not the case. We have our, our bad days as well. But I love when you posted the picture of your dad through the window. You know? oh. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. follow you. I follow you. I, I, oh, I see okay. <laughs> but it was, I, I promised all of my people in my life I would be cool and calm and collected. So... I'm trying to keep my composure. Uh, But, you know, I mentioned your words of wisdom earlier. Uh, You know, make your mess your message. That's huge. I love it. And you've been beyond gracious to to let us all in to some of the toughest times, also some the good, but the good and the bad, the hard and everything that you've been through and through all that you've learned in your your journey or your mess. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what is your message? That we're all stronger than we know. I'm sure you never thought losing your mother and the battles that you've had and in, in, in being becoming a mother, that you could find joy. And that's what I try. My message to everyone is that you, you have this. I want to be a mirror. That's what I want to be. So all the things that you and others say to me, I want to be a reflection and say right back at you tenfold. But I didn't know losing my mother, my father, the two most important people who first and foremost taught me about being disciplined about determination and more importantly, the Lord, the three D discipline, determination and the Lord, that when my parents left me, when my hometown was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina, when I went through cancer, not once, not twice, that I would be here right there at this moment and to be able to still find joy. So my message to people is we're all stronger. I didn't know I had that strength within me. And you don't know until you're put to the test what is inside of you. And so that's why I say to everybody, we all, everybody's got something. We divorce, unemployment, sickness, uh, death, all these things happen. And that's not the tragedy. It's why did this happen? What am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to more importantly share with this being put in my path? What can I learn from it and share with others? And I think that is my underlying message to people is that we have this all within us. I didn't know I had it either. And I guarantee that people don't know that they have it within them. But I'm here to tell them they do. Yeah, you're like, I'm taking in everything you're saying right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, she sh- she's pretty good at this. She should probably do a master class or something, which you have. <laughs> and I, I, my friend Chase took your master class. He, he has already completed everything and he's emerged uh, a new Chase. He's basically Robin Roberts, and I'm a little jealous because I haven't taken it yet. haven't had the time, but I will be signing up and taking it as soon as I can. And so for you, uh, what prompted you to 
to join Masterclass. Oh my goodness, I was flattered that they asked me in, in the first place. And what I was very excited about is when they first approached me, I was like, oh, you know, I, I enjoy being a journalist, don't get me wrong, and being the communicator, but I don't really think of myself as a teacher in that regard. And they said, no, we want you to teach a class on authenticity. I'm like, sign me up. How to be an authentic and genuine communicator. And I was like, that's great because I don't care if you're a broadcaster, banker, lawyer, I don't, any line of work, you're going to benefit yourself and others if you're true to who you are. There's no better, no one is better at being you than you. And so it was really exciting to teach this class. Never thought uh, Professor Roberts that I would teach this class. And it's all about being genuine, listening, your body language, all these little things that we take for granted. And just trying to show people that why not, you know, especially during this time, when I don't like the phrase about social distancing. It's physical distancing, but let's be socially connected. Let's always be socially connected. And so this is my way of trying to just kind of show people some things that have worked really well for me. I'm lowering the ladder and letting people climb up because so many lower the ladder for me, men and women especially, to help to empower me. And um, I'm just really grateful. So just trying, to, just trying to share some pearls of wisdom with people to help them to be able to authentically live their life, whatever that is they choose to live. Oh, well, again, I'm not joking when I say I'm signing up to take it, or I'm not just saying that because you're on here. Like, it's safe to say I'm definitely <laughs> taking it, and I cannot wait. Okay. So only heard great things. So I'll be, maybe uh, some of my listeners will do it too, and it can be like a thing we can talk about on the podcast is all the things we learned from, from Masterclass. So now that I got some of the other stuff out of the way, I have a few hard-hitting questions. Okay. Just a few. Now, do you hit the snooze button? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So I want just once you, because in your book, you mentioned it. I can't even remember where, but I remember it coming up and I felt like Robin feels me because I felt so judged for being a snoozer for so long. I would intentionally set my alarm earlier so that I could snooze. And people, I would just hear from people that successful people don't snooze. And then when I read that you did, I was like, well, wait a second. She's super successful. Uh, of course I snooze. Uh, who does it? Anybody who does it, who says they don't, I don't believe them. I mean, come on, that's, that's a gift. It's kind of like, I almost get upset if I, I, I love to wake up and, and look at the clock and still see that I have like, you know, like a half an hour or 45 minutes, something to, to, to still sleep. I never can sleep all the way till the alarm goes off, but I get really excited. Like, oh my gosh, I still have 30 more minutes. And then it goes off and I'm like, snooze. Just, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's kind of like a little gift that you give yourself. But I never thought about actually setting my alarm earlier so I can justify the snooze. That's, that's something different. Well, I mean, I would, I don't have the discipline as you, like I, I've since quit snoozing about, about a year ago, Bobby challenged me to quit. So I quit and it's been good for me because I was, I would snooze like four times. Oh, okay. Well, all right, Amy. Okay. Now you're telling on yourself. No, I just, just, just one snooze. Seven minutes. I don't know why those seven minutes are so precious. The snooze. But they, but they are. I can feel them. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to know your favorite country song. Oh, my favorite country song. Through the years, you've never let me down. You turn my life around. Yes. Through the years, Kenny Rogers. Through the uh. years, I love. I love. Miss him. I was so sad when he passed, but I. 
because I was a country music DJ, you know this, back in the day, WMPR yes. 14 Country, Hometown Country Friends since 1947. Not, yep, 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 yep. Shout yep. out. I shout out. So I did that um, in Hammond, Louisiana when I was in college. But uh, Kitty Rogers, anything from Kitty and Dolly, Streams in the Desert, Streams in the Desert, Islands in the Dream, Islands in the Streams, yes. I'm thinking of Streams in the Desert because that's a daily devotional that I read every morning. So I get those two mixed up. Next. Yeah, next. Uh, what are you <laughs> binging on TV right now? You know, I'm not a binge watcher. I, I, I am a snoozer. The last thing I truly binged was Succession. So good. Oh, my gosh. That was the last thing I truly binged. Yeah. Succession. Yeah. Like, I'm into that. Um, and then... Wait for another season. Please. Oh, yeah, I know. My husband and I are patiently... Do you watch Billions? Oh, yes. Very similar. Just yeah, well, yeah. Uh, at what interview in all of your career made you the most nervous? This one right now. Shut up. That's my answer. <laughs> uh, uh, political ones always make me nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a Democrat, Republican, or an independent I'm talking to. I always get nervous with political ones because that's the one that people watching, they just, man, they just, they go to their, their respective corners and it's very hard to get people uh, from different sides to come together. When the vast majority of us are in the middle, you know, we have people far left, far right, but the vast majority of the country, the world, we are kind of like, we're, we're moderates. Um, but any kind of political interview whatsoever, I get a little antsy. Yeah, no, yeah. I could see how that would definitely make me nervous. Yeah. And you made me, you made, you're my most nervous in a good way. You and George Strait. <laughs> Oh, George Strait. Oh, oh my gosh. When I presented at the CMA Awards Entertainer of the Year and it was George Strait, wow. I was just like, I'm like done. And, and then and the CMAs have invited me back. I'm like, I just, I'm giving the Entertainer of the Year to George Strait. I'm not coming back to present. That's, that's, the, that's the Mac Daddy, right? I know. I, well, yeah, I, I would take that. Um, so we're huge on gratitude here on Four Things. So I always like to have... Uh, guests share four things that they're currently thankful for. They can be big things, small things, in between things, but I just want to hear what you're thankful for. I always grateful for my health, especially when it's been taken from me. Um, so I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for being the daughter of Colonel Lawrence and Lucy Marion Roberts. I just, I, 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 every single day, I, I float two kisses uh, to the heavens to them. I am grateful that I'm loved. And I know how to love, that I'm loved, that I'm able to return it tenfold. And there's nothing, there's nothing to be taken lightly about that. And I'm very grateful, and this is something I've had to work on, I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing right now with you. I'm grateful that I can be in the moment, that I'm not thinking about what I did this morning or what I still have to do today, that I truly have been grateful that I've been able to work on just staying in the moment. And this is a beautiful moment. As excited as you were to talk with me, I was with you. I, you know, I had spent time in Haiti. I was there right after the earthquake. I helped a family from Iowa be able to find their daughter who they were in the process of adopting. They didn't know if she was alive or not. And I was able to, to link them together. And um, I still get pictures for little Maya. Um, she's so grown now, and I just really appreciate how you have lived your life. How how you have? I love how you're. you're you know, you said empowered women empower women. You are empowering so many each and every day. 
the way you and Bobby, the way Bobby respects you. You know, we often talk about often talk about how women helping women, which is so important. It's equally important that we have men who are by our side. And that's what I learned from my father. My father, I saw how, how he treated his daughters and his son, and more importantly, how he how he was with my mom. And so we have to have allies. And you and Bobby, every single glorious morning that you are, you know, you're lifting people up, you're having fun, you're playing great, all of these things. So I am just really, really grateful that I've had this time with you. It really means a lot. And I did find, I don't know if it's going to be so backward, Choose Happy Sorrow, Lucy, Mary, and Roberts, my mom. And that's what I want to say to people. We got to choose Happy Sorrow. I love that so much. And you're so sweet. Like I, I'm taking in what you're saying and I was so much of me want to be like, Robin, stop. This isn't about me or Bobby or anything like this is um, my Robin time, but I too am being in the moment and receiving what you're saying. And that just means so much to me, especially hearing that from someone that (laughs) someone that I look up to so much in how you handle yourself in media and as a woman and a trailblazer and in all areas, I mean, before you even, my friend, Mary, who I, I make these shirts with my, my daughter did the artwork, Stashira. So this is her handwriting. And, you know, she was a huge fan of yours from your, your sports days. So she was like, she's like, yeah, yeah, but you know, don't, I was like, well, you can give me some questions because I'm not a big sports person, just full disclosure. And she's like, no, no, just focus on what you would focus on. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So anyway, super grateful to have you on, like means everything. And you are an empowered woman to me that empowers women. And I just appreciate that so much. And before you go, can I get one of those? I never have asked for anything, but I would love to, uh, size medium. If you don't mind, can you see my wife? I'll wear it. I'll post it. And just, I think it's great. I love it. Thank you. I'll send you all the things. Don't you worry. Oh, and uh, before we go on every episode during this season of life right now, I'm um, incorporating a healthcare hero shout out where listeners are submitting healthcare heroes in their life. And then we send them, we made these cute little, because the podcast is four things, four things, gratitude, four things is the theme. And so we made scrubs on, caffeinate, wash hands, repeat. (laughs) And we send them out to whoever was nominated. And when we read it, we get their address and then we send it to them. And today's, I'm going to read a whole thing about her, but I just thought if she got Robin Roberts to say what up, her name is Jessie Lutz. And she spent two months volunteering in Italy for coronavirus. In Italy. Wow. Yes. It was so hard hit there. I'm glad I'm a nurse. I mean, they're the unsung heroes, but isn't it wonderful how we are recognizing our healthcare workers in all capacities, how people are really now recognizing what they not, and it's 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 a it's a shame that it's taken a pandemic for the world to recognize. But that is wonderful that you're doing that. That is absolutely. Wonderful. Oh well, I mean, it's the least I can do, and I think that you and I both know going through. Well, I haven't been through what you've been through, but I've you know with my parents. Yeah. When you say nurses are unsung heroes at times, I mean, there's so many healthcare heroes. There's all the people involved. The, the, but I mean, really, when I would see the nurses and what they would have to handle and do and everything in their, like every, the doctor would come in and the doctor would be like, okay. And the nurse is the one that had to tell him everything. I know. So anyway, I just appreciate I it. I agree. All healthcare heroes and appreciate you. So thank you so much. You just keep going, Radio Amy. You just keep doing your thing. I'm so 
so proud of you. I'm incredibly proud of you and how you handle yourself with such with such grace. And just keep keep doing, keep making your mess your message, getting the world out there, get the word out there, girl. All right, thank you. And I guess I'll see you when I take your master class and I. <laughs> master all things <laughs> Robin Roberts. So appreciate you so much and we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait, Amy. Thank you. God bless. Second thing. Okay. Well, Robin Roberts done and done. She has officially come on the podcast. I feel like that's a little bucket list item for me. And I mean, Chase, you made it happen. So huge thank you. And then I got to say thank you to Mary and you as well for the video part because Mary encouraged me to try to do video as well because she just feels like the conversation is so much better when the people can see each other, which I totally agree. I was just nervous to ask Robin if she would do video. Um, And luckily I didn't have to ask her. Chase did. And (laughs) Chase put in the ask and Robin said yes, she would do video too. So uh, I'm excited that I have that part of it as well um, because it's just super special. But Chase, how did you get Robin on and what encouragement do you have to people uh, that that want something and maybe just to remind them to not give up? Because for me, I feel like I've tried to manifest Robin a lot throughout the years and put it out there. Even most recently when I put up that little Instagram image where... uh, I put like, who do y'all want on the podcast? And I kept tagging Robin Roberts as like, kind of like a joke, but also dead serious. So, um, but to me, that was putting it out there and then boom, it happened. But I know it wasn't just like, voila, it happened. I mean, you've been doing some backdoor stuff for a while. So why don't you talk us through that and what it looked like on, what it looked like on your end? Well, you have been, you know, a big fan of Robin's for quite a while. You've respected her personally and professionally. Um, and so it was kind of the goal for the past year to get her on the podcast. And so I'd say we started about a year ago reaching out through the proper channels, you know, through publicists. Of course, ABC is a part of Disney, and so there's a lot of people involved. And you know, we, we were doing the right thing and kind of at times getting a little bit of the runaround, which to be respectful to them, I totally get. Um, there's a lot of requests coming in. And so we were trying to also time it perfectly. And long story short, I had reached out several months ago kind of as a follow-up and hadn't heard back. And I have some friends who work at ABC and was kind of thinking to myself, well, I bet based on their email, this is probably Robin's email. And so I just went ahead and reached out to her directly myself. And I will say, just to reemphasize who Robin Roberts is and what gave me the confidence to go ahead and reach out and feel comfortable doing that, I had met her last August at a taping at Good Morning America, and I was seated next to a guest she had in that morning. And he was a World War II veteran who had celebrated his 90th birthday and his daughter had emailed Good Morning America just sharing the admiration that her dad had for Robin and especially the role she played in his life every morning after her mom had passed. In every commercial break, Robin would come over and check on this gentleman and just squeeze his hand and was so kind and there was no fanfare about it. There was no mention of it. 
it was something she just quietly did on her own. Um, and it, and, and that stuck with me, obviously. And so I knew asking her directly to do this, knowing how special it would be for you, that her heart would probably be more than happy to do it if her scheduling allowed and it allowed. Right. And there was a part of it that I guess they were intrigued too, that it would be super special to me and possibly even like a surprise. <laughs> and so then I, I already had known about it. And there was a minute where I was like, wait, should we, should we act like I'm surprised? Because I started to think, oh my gosh, she's only doing this because she's getting to surprise me and it'll take it away if there's not that surprise element. But then, you know, Robin's like number one thing is authenticity. And Uh I'm glad we decided to just roll with the fact that I did know about it. But she did know that she was still surprising me uh, by even coming on. Because I mean, I was surprised that she... agreed to come on, not because, you know, she feels like she's bigger, better than, you know, my little podcast, but she doesn't really, I, we haven't seen her on many podcasts besides, um, unless they're ABC or ESPN related, uh, and, or Oprah or something. (laughs) And I'll brag on you real quickly. Um, again, just speaking to how wonderful Robin is, I had received an email directly from her after everything was recorded, just saying how much she enjoyed her time doing the interview, but also her time after where she spoke with you and Ben a little bit off camera and, um, and just how special you are. And so you made an impression and obviously she's just an incredible human and her entire team beginning to end, you know, we work with a lot of great people and that's not to say others aren't as great, but, they're probably some of the best, if not the best, we've ever worked with on our end. Oh, yeah. No, I've even just getting excited for the interview. I went back and revisited her book that I read. I I think it was probably 2015 that I read Everybody's Got Something. And gearing up for the interview this last weekend, I put it on audio and started listening to it. And I already was like finding myself making mental notes of, oh, I need to do this. I need to be better at this at work. Like when it comes to relationships and how we treat people and how I do my job, but not for anybody. This is all behind the scenes stuff, not stuff that anybody would ever even know about, but how mm-hmm. I feel like I've dropped the ball for sure in in relationships. I wouldn't say that, but I say we could probably all do better, myself included. I learned a lot in this process as well, so I'm in the same boat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knew so much could come from, you know, booking Robin Roberts, little things, yeah, that we did learn, and then having her on. I mean, of course, we knew we would learn. And then, Chase, I gave you your shout-out. I told Robin you'd taken her master class. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It really was. So I'm definitely going to be taking that. I know Mary wants to do it too. A couple of other people commented on my Instagram that they have done it, and it's just so, so awesome. So I would encourage all of you listening, if you can do it, to sign up and take her master class. And if you do, um, take take a picture of it, post it online, tag us. Um, maybe we should take it all together somehow. I don't know. How, how, how do you, I haven't taken any of the master classes. So Chase, do you pay for it by 
class or do you have to have a subscription and you end up getting all of them or can we just do Robbins? I believe you subscribe and you get access to all of the master classes and they are broken down into sometimes like 10 to 15 minute lessons, but it's something you can watch straight through or it's something you can kind of, you know, take one each day and reflect upon that lesson and the things that you learned. Or, or like I said, you could do it all together, but yeah. super user friendly and, and really like quality, quality content. Okay. Awesome. Well, can't wait to do that. Uh, okay, so the next thing coming up is going to be that email that I told y'all about um, that I got from a listener, and I'm just going to keep the Robin theme going, and you'll hear that my advice was inspired by Robin. That'll be next, the third thing. Okay, now I've got the email uh, that I was going to share with you all from a listener named Kristen who lost her mom to cancer. And Kristen, I just want to say thank you for the note. And then thank you for letting me share this with everyone, because I think whether you've experienced loss, I wanted to go through this email with everyone because you will experience it at some point. And maybe you haven't lost a parent like Kristen or myself but you maybe have grief of some kind and some of this advice could uh, pertain to your situation, whether or not it's like exactly what you've gone through. So that's why I thought this was a good email to read because I'll have some Robin Roberts inspired advice and then also um, some stuff from my experience and then also my sister as well because uh, she can relate to some of what Kristen says in here too. So here's the email. Hey, Amy, I recently lost my mom to cancer. She fought the fight for seven years and the cancer finally won. I miss her every single day, but I'm happy to know that she's pain-free. I'm wondering if you have advice on the grieving process. She passed away the day after my birthday, two hours after actually, and I'm already dreading my birthday every year. The week after she passed, I cried all the time. Every time I thought about her. The last several weeks though, I feel like I can't cry anymore. I think about her multiple times a day. I pick up my phone to call or text and miss her so, so much. Life is definitely not normal, but I feel like I'm finding out my new normal. Or am I just avoiding the fact that my mom is gone? Am I doing this grieving thing wrong? To throw more of a ringer into it, I'm 99% sure I suffer from disordered eating, loved the Outway series, and nutrition and exercise seem to be the one thing I can control in this crazy time. I've been looking at therapists, but also I'm freaked out that all my visits will be virtual when I haven't ever met him or her. Any advice on this as well? P.S. I ran my first marathon two weeks ago. It was a virtual run, and I almost didn't do it when the actual event was canceled. I thought of Pimp and Joy, though, and just ran the thing as coronavirus can't ruin everything. I felt great afterwards and had so many friends out cheering me on and people congratulating me. It was a great feeling. Thanks for spreading the joy message and giving me that extra push to accomplish this goal. Kristen. So, first of all, ugh. Yeah, this is hard. Like I, this is fresh for you, Kristen. And I lost my mom, ooh, this fall, it'll be six years ago. So I have some time under my belt on this. But uh, one of the first things that uh, you mentioned was that you lost her uh, on your birthday or the day after your birthday, two hours after. And I I hate that for you because 
yeah, anytime your birthday rolls around, uh, there will be that, that memory. But just know that you're going to have a lot of different times that you think of your mom that are going to be hard. Christmas time, Mother's Day, uh, her birthday, when that comes up, and it's up to you on how you want to handle those days. But I decided to reach out to my sister to address this particular part because uh, my our mom died the day before her birthday. And the day after, I remember we still had a party at my sister's house because we had so many people in town and so many people had come by my sister's anyway because that's where my mom was in hospice and where she passed away. And, you know, there was, our her house was like a revolving door the week my mom, her last week of life anyway. So, so many people wanted to be around and they were in town and family and friends. And I remember my sister and I really struggling with it. Like, gosh, this this feels so weird, but- we're just going to roll with it. And we ended up having a, a good time, but it, it was still hard. Um, but I asked my sister to send in her thoughts from that day. And um, here is what she wrote. So the first morning I woke up after losing mom, it was my birthday. I still tear up about that even typing this. She didn't call. She didn't sing. You and I got up and did, well, oh, I should clarify here. This is me talking again, not my sister. She's texting this to me, what we did. So that's how I'm going to read it. So that's how you should hear it. Okay. Back to the text. You and I got up and did the Tracy Anderson workout. I knew mom would have loved that. And Ben got that lobster rolled truck to come to the house and people came over to celebrate my birthday, which felt weird because mom had just died and I didn't want to celebrate. But what helped me was knowing that she would want me to celebrate. And that literally, it's like she was there in her own way, celebrating with us from heaven. In celebrating our birthdays, we are celebrating our moms who gave us life. In the years following, I've gone by myself to get pedicures and manicures just on my own for my birthday because that is what mom would have wanted to do with me. And I think that's the message, to celebrate your birthday as they would want you too and things they would do with you. It honors the fact that they gave you life, made sacrifices for you and raised you. Whenever I feel sad, I sometimes just do something in honor of her, like buy the stranger behind me a coffee at a coffee shop. And then mom and I smile about it together. So that was the text that I got from my sister. And I I totally agree with that. You, you need to use not only just your birthday, but any of the days that are going to be hard when you're thinking about your mom, what is something you can do to remember her by, to honor her? And I think that that will really, really help you out a lot. And I know that you were asking if you were doing the whole grieving thing wrong. And no, there is no right or wrong. We all grieve differently. Um, Now's the time where I want to share a quote from Robin's book, Everybody's Got Something, because I want you to sit with this and try to figure out what is the meaning here. You're going through a lot right now. Um, but here's what Robin said. Life provides losses and heartbreak for all of us, but the greatest tragedy is to have the experience and miss the meaning. So I know it's, I know it's so hard to be like, well, what, what the heck? 
why should I have to experience my mom dying of cancer after seven years of her having to go through that? Uh, But there is something there. There's something there for all of us. We have to choose which direction we want to go with it. And uh, if you're not crying anymore, that's fine. The crying will come and go. I remember crying all the time. Uh, And then suddenly it just started to get easier and easier. And now I can't ever predict when it's going to happen. Sometimes I still have breakdowns, but they're further apart and it's not every day and I'm not on a on the floor, curled up in a ball, trying to figure it all out, having an anxiety attack. I'm at peace with it. And that's the gift of time. Time helps us with that. Perspective helps us with that. Giving the journey meaning, uh, making the mess your message uh, helps with all of that because then you can rest comfortably in it because that's what you're focusing on. And I know that you're a strong person, Kristen, because you ran a marathon. Yeah. And Robin said in the first thing, when I asked her what her message is, she said, well, that I'm stronger than I thought. And we all are. And I agree with that. And I want you to remember how strong you are. And when it comes to therapy, I couldn't recommend it more. If that is something that you can afford to do and that is possible for you, whether it's virtual or in person, you need to do it, especially if you think you have any sort of disordered eating going on. You do not want that to get worse because of the trauma you've just experienced with your mom. And my eating disorder came back the day after my mom died. And I wish I had gotten the help that I needed right away. Uh, I kind of did, but I wasn't really willing to commit to the work because it takes work. And that that's, that's a bummer. That's some of my mess that now I'm making my message. And it's to tell you that I don't want you to go through that. I want you to try to figure that out. So if you do find a therapist virtually or in person, make sure they specialize in disordered eating. Ask them those questions um, so that they know exactly what you're going through. Uh, I've got some good people that we follow on Instagram. I even maybe even have a therapist I could recommend to you, um, but therapy is great. If, if you're listening right now and therapy is not an option for you because money's tight, like find somebody that you can talk to. Um, you may not get the advice back that you necessarily need, but there is something certainly therapeutic about just talking about your feelings and saying out loud what is going on. Uh, journaling too can be great. I'm trying to put that into practice. Uh, really, really trying, but um, especially when you're going through something hard, it helps to write down the thoughts and the feelings and what you're going through. So just know that there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Kristen and anybody else that needs to hear this, we're all on our own journey, but you, perspective is everything. And Kristen, I'm not picking on you at all, but I'm using this as an example because in the email, you know, you said you're already dreading your birthday and then, you know, you're kind of freaked out that your visits might be virtual already. You're not necessarily super positive about what's to come. And that's where the perspective needs to shift is think of your birthday as still being a positive time and then refer back to what I was shared with you from my sister. And then 
look at virtual therapy as it's okay. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. One day you may be able to be in person and that will be amazing, but I've been doing sessions virtually and I feel like they've been just as good. So that is my encouragement to you. So you got this and anybody else listening, whatever you're going through, just remember that um, it's important we try not to miss the meeting. Not always easy to do that, but hopefully you can try. And then definitely read Robin's book. Everybody's got something. It definitely helps. Okay. Okay, it is Healthcare Hero shout out time. And I normally read the email from the friend that submitted the Healthcare Hero, but I'm going to mention Constance and say thank you, Constance, for submitting your friend, Jessie. Like, she sounds amazing. But what Constance did when she emailed me was she included an email that Jessie had sent out to everyone updating her on her trip to Italy where she went as a volunteer to be a nurse when coronavirus was really, really bad over there. And she went with a particular organization that I can't say who she was with that needs to remain private. Um, so I'll cut that part out, but I'm going to read uh, Jesse's email so that y'all can hear from the healthcare hero herself. Okay. Here is what Jessica sent to her friend Constance. Well, Jesse. We're now on nickname basis here. Hey friends, just wanted to send a quick update. I've been here in Italy for almost a month now. We set up a field hospital in the parking lot of the local hospital here that was badly overwhelmed and have been accepting patients. I've been working here in the 10 bed ICU and can honestly say it's been one of the harder, more challenging things I've ever done. In the ICU, we are getting patients who have gotten COVID so seriously that they need to be put on a ventilator to breathe for them. We've currently had more deaths than patients able to get off the ventilator and go home, so that's been hard. We work 12-hour shifts, and today is my first day off since being here. During the shifts, because of the personal protective equipment, we're inside the tents with our patients and can only leave for short breaks once or twice during a shift usually, which means that that whole time inside, we can't eat, drink, or go to the bathroom. So it's been very physically challenging. But I will say the food and coffee here is amazing. So when we do get those breaks, I down a few espresso shots and the Italian hospitality has been exponential. It's almost every day that a bakery or restaurant donates a whole bunch of pastries, pizza, or cake for us. The teamwork here with my fellow nurses and doctors has been amazing through it all. The unity that we have in Christ is the foundation for our work, and I feel that every day. We take time every day in the ICU to break away from our work and to pray together, asking for help and wisdom and praying for physical and spiritual healing of our patients. The Lord has heard us and sustained us this far, and I continue to feel so supported by so many of you praying for me and sending me encouragement. I continue to covet your prayers for endurance, for thankfulness and joy amidst the challenges, and for continued team unity. I'll be here for another two-ish or so weeks, and then I'll have to be quarantined for two weeks following. Thinking of you all, all over, and living through the same weirdness of these times. Below are a couple of articles and videos that we out here for you to see. So, well, y'all don't have this part because in the podcast, but much love, Jessie. Uh, so just wanted to shout out to Jessie. She is our healthcare hero. And as you can hear from her 